your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. That's right, The Last Word, back. Matey, appreciate your help last weekend. Matt Taylor, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. The Last Word, we're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Let's go over tonight's show. I like this, Maytag. All right, yes, sir. We are football and entertainment-based every Friday <laughs> evening. We're going to discuss the NFL playoffs this upcoming weekend. Going to have some fun handing out some figurative hardware to some NFL, uh, excuse me, to some Colts players for their performances in the NFL season of 2023. And I like this. We're all going to talk about, uh, God, who knows what, with Brad Spielberger. From Pro Football Focus, smart yeah, fella, savant as you call him. I like him. I, Brad Spielberger is an NFL savant. We're gonna play some <laughs> games with him, hoping coming up. But first, Maytay, I just gotta say this: other than me carrying the weight in the preseason, making you, <laughs> making you look good as a sideline reporter for your radio calls, buddy. I again, I just tell you, players. It's fun to watch players get better and better each year. You, you know, you've seen that in being around the NFL so long. But play by play, man. Mayte, I'm telling you, you're at the top of the craft, brother. You are at the top of the field in the NFL, what you do. I always tip my hat to you, but this year especially, to watch what fans, you love listening to this cat, but if you watch behind the scenes of what goes into it, you'd be shocked. I mean, Matt Taylor is football 24-7. <laughs> uh, enough of that. Mayte, great job. Well, you're the best in the you. business, Thank brother, so and I know you work your tail off, and i got to tip your hat. And, folks, if you see him over at uh, you know local restaurant or uh, <laughs> or a cake bake, uh, bake sale, or whatever it is where you where you go, Mayte. Mowing the grass. Yeah, mowing the lawn. <laughs> Give him a backslap and Give tell him, him a well honk. done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been here before. Got a long off season. Going to get better for 2024, which brings us to, obviously, this season did not end on the high note we expected. Expected, but the Colts did accomplish a winning record, and a tip of the hat to Shane Steichen on the nine and eight finish. Exceeded many external expectations around the NFL from the experts. But let's give out a little bit of hardware. All right, what do you say? We we uh, we give out uh, some attaboys and backslaps to uh, some players that did. Uh, let's categorize it: biggest jump, rookie of the year, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, biggest hype for next season. I like it. Mate, start right there. Right. The biggest jump, which player or? position group let's throw that in there player or position group took the biggest jump this season yeah I think it's got to be the offensive line right I mean what a difference a year makes I mean last year you know the Colts allowed 60 sacks I mean the rotating cast of quarterbacks didn't help the running game fell off Uh, but Tony Sperano comes in new offensive line position coach steadies the ship gets those guys those same five guys from last year to come back communicate a little bit better simplify some things along that offensive line and uh, the results were there I mean you steady the ship Quentin Nelson went back to being a total stud Mm -hmm. Ryan Kelly one of the best centers in the game again Bernard Ryman I mean what a jump he made from year one to year number two by putting on a lot of weight too early and muscle too early no he's your your cornerstone left tackle so it's not too early that's him 10 years, Bernard, it's yours. He, I think that's what he's going to turn Love into, it. and I think the Colts have to capitalize. We'll talk about it. We have the entire offseason to get into these types of conversations, but right now you're playing with a quarterback on a rookie contract and a left tackle on a rookie contract. So I think you have to kind of strike while the iron's hot. Uh, but Braden Smith played his tail off. Even your reserve players gave you a lot. How about Blake Freeland? Yeah, Blake Freeland Oof. played over 700 snaps, started sure. nine games. Wesley French added some great depth. So everybody associated with that unit top to bottom rebounded in a big way from last year. Absolutely. Uh, also receiving votes, defensive line. 
uh, record-setting group as far as sacks go in a year, so we're going to throw them in the also-receiving votes. Rookie of the year, this is a no-brainer, obviously. Go ahead, Mate. Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys to choose from. Blake Freeland, like we just talked about. Jalen Jones started eight games. Mm-hmm. Juju Brents, but I think you got to go with Josh Downs. Yes, he sir. proved this year he's got the physical tools to be special. He's got the football acumen to be really, really unique. I mean, this year he set the club record for catches by a rookie, sixth in receiving yards by a rookie. It's it's it's, it's really rare to see a first-year player record over 700 yards, and he primarily played that slot position. A lot of uh, run after the catch in his future, a lot of catches on RPOs from Anthony Richardson. Um, we'll see how things unfold for next year in terms of personnel within this offense, Jeffrey. But as of last year, Downs was your big play receiver within this offense, right? Pittman was the high-volume catch guy, but it was Downs who was probably most capable of making a big play for an explosive gain within the passing game, which this offense really needs more of. No question, and a record-setting you know rookie season he had with the likes of uh, Marvin Harrison, uh, Reggie Wayne, just to name a few that have you know gone through here with and started their career. So yeah. Josh Downs, absolutely rookie of the year. Tough one here. I, I'm interested to find out what you like. Offensive MVP. Who do you give the hardware out to? Offensive MVP. Yeah. Well, when you talk about MVP, to me, MVP means how replaceable are you. And we found out in the Atlanta game just how difficult it was to replace Michael Pittman Jr., right? Colts wide receivers in that game, I think, had just 77 yards receiving combined. Um, I mean, Pittman was the go-to target on this team and routinely produced big catches in big moments despite everyone in the building, offense, defense, fans, coaches, everybody knowing where the football is going to go and Pittman still produced, right? So he's a high-volume catch receiver. And and I think, too, you also have to factor in the fact that he's put up very respectable numbers in his first four seasons despite playing with seven different starting quarterbacks. That's it right there. Say no more. I mean, that is it right there. That's how valuable that that cat is. Seven starting quarterbacks since he's been in the NFL, and he's still producing. So, again, the offensive MVP means you really just didn't have a whole lot of consistency in the passing game when he wasn't out there. I mean, That Falcons game, their defense sold out to stop the run. They made you play on a very short field. Um, So this offense needs more big plays outside the numbers, down the field. But Pittman is your middle-of-the-field guy. Again, a high-catch volume, big-catch receiver. He's your offensive MVP because he's probably your highest-priority free agent in the offseason coming up, in my opinion. Hey, we're going to talk about him next year. Don't forget that that Michael Pittman is a free agent. We're going to talk to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus about the offseason that's coming up. Okay, Mate, back to some hardware. Defensive MVP. I know where I'm going with this one. Go ahead. What say you? I got a tie. I know that's a cop-out. I got two. I got a tie between Zaire Franklin. Of course. And DeForest Buckner. Boom. I mean, between those two guys, they only missed one game mm-hmm. combined last season. I mean, Franklin, his his story kind of sells itself. I mean, finished second in the NFL in tackles, broke the franchise record for tackles in a single season, all of that stuff. But Buckner does so many things that do not get talked about. He does all the dirty work inside, sees a lot of double teams, and is still mega productive playing his defensive tackle position. Let me throw you out some numbers here just real quick. Don't want to get too nerdy, but this solidifies how good he's been for the Colts, right? Since joining the Colts in 2020, Buckner ranks second in tackles, third in sacks, tied for third in tackles for loss, and tied for second in forced fumbles among defensive tackles 
All right, so he's got at least seven sacks in each of the past six seasons. So he's really productive getting after the quarterback from his defensive tackle position. And two, next season, he is only one sack away, Jeffrey, one sack away from becoming the Colts' all-time leader in sacks among defensive tackles. Man. And he's only played four seasons yeah. with the Indianapolis Colts. So I think it's, again, how replaceable are those guys really difficult to replace um, and we saw that in the running game. When when Buckner's not out there, teams are able to run the ball against the Colts. I mean, you can say the same thing, too, for Grover Stewart as well. But, I mean, it's a noticeable difference within, within this defense. And don't forget, he's a good teacher, too. Good coach as well. I'm talking about DeForest Buckner. Dio Dangbo yeah. is going to be a menace and possibly unblockable in the next couple of years. And it's a direct result of following what DeForest Buckner does day in and day out. So, absolutely, I co-sign on that one. Zaire, you are an amazing story continues to set records biggest hype for next season which player are you most hyped about i'm just gonna say this you can't say anthony richardson so go oh well no 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 no. that's the easy low hanging fruit low <laughs> you're hanging changing the rules fruit. on me are you low hanging fruit we all are expecting big hype next year from number five anthony richardson but who do you say maddie come on well going along with anthony richardson in terms of hype i'm i'm really excited to see i guess in terms of what the production would look like from Alec Pierce with Anthony Richardson, nice. right? The the explosivity, the big plays, uh, winning go routes, winning deep overs or posts. That's what Alec Pierce is. That's what he brings to this offense. And he had moments last year, there's no doubt about it, but I think you're, you're going to see the consistency and the big plays from number 14 with number five of, as his quarterback. I like year. it. Let me throw this. Biggest hype, the two corners. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the defense of the Colts with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. But young on the corners between Juju uh, and Jalen out there, we got a couple of guys. I'm hyped for them. I want one of them to turn out yeah. to be a shutdown corner. It's and I like, think they will. Hey, we're not going to and that you got area. Dallas Flowers coming back next That's year as well. That's also true. Mate, I love giving out hardware like this, but don't go anywhere. <laughs> we come back. We're going to put the Colts season into a little bit of perspective. Also, preview this weekend's NFL divisional playoff matchups. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is coming up next. This is The Last Word, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We're giving you all you need to know on the Colts. This is The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. And Billy Gibbons as well. We welcome you back here to The Last Word, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Time now to say hi to Brad Spielberger, NFL and NFL salary cap analyst for Pro Football Focus. Brad, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Hey, I just want to get into it. Uh, eyes and ears around the league. Obviously, it didn't happen this year for the Colts. A lot of backup quarterback play, and all eyes were on Anthony Richardson. Foundationally speaking, with Shane Steichen, the new head coach, Anthony Richardson, knock on wood, comes back healthy. Jonathan Taylor, et cetera, et cetera, DeForest Buckner. What do the Colts look like to these guys in in the next season to come? And as far as putting a, a stretch together uh, of winning in the AFC South, especially with the key pieces in place? Yeah, you know, look, there are obviously no moral victories, but I think you have to be extremely encouraged with the direction and growth of this franchise going forward. You saw a lot of good play from young players on both sides of the football, guys that could be, you know, cornerstones or if not cornerstones could be really good depth and rotational pieces. That defensive line, you drop, drop in Samson Ebicam, you get a career year from Tyquan Lewis. 
Quiddy Pay starts looking more like a first-round pick that you were looking for. Deo Dangbo, you know, I could go on. So mm-hmm. uh, on the, the trenches in particular, really, really strong. Um, and then, like you said, you drop in Anthony Richardson. We know Shane Steichen can cater an offense to a quarterback. We saw it with a rookie, Justin Herbert. We saw it with Jalen Hurts. We're going to see it with Anthony Richardson. Um, I think they're in a really good spot to go forward, spend a little bit. You know, if Chris Ballard wants to add some more talent and take that next step. Brad, when you look at the Colts, now that the offseason has started for the Colts, what do you see for them in terms of their biggest priority? What do they need to add or tweak the most in order to take that next step this offseason going into to 2024? Yeah, I think that's one of the easier answers across the league. That is to address the secondary, you, whether it's cornerback play or mm-hmm. at safety. Obviously, you have a couple pending free agents. Kenny Moore in the slot been a you know focal point of that defense for a long time. He needs new money. Does it come from Indy? Julian Blackman had an interesting year. He was previously playing as that deep third ball hawking free safety. Mm-hmm. I think he actually played really well coming down in the box and roving more, making plays near the line of scrimmage. He played some corner in college, and I think you saw him kind of, I don't know, fit in kind of a slot, like, um, you know, t- type of role at times. The curl flat defender do different things. So the secondary, though, those outside corners, Juju Brent's obviously a super talented guy, hopefully that number one outside corner. But if I'm Indy, that is where I'm focusing my spending and more draft capital is secondary, secondary, secondary. That's Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on X, on Twitter X, at PFF underscore Brad. Hey, Colts fans want to know, Michael Pittman Jr., obviously since he has stepped foot in Indianapolis, Brad, he's done what they've asked of him. And you know what? He showed up. Consistent guy, catching a lot of footballs, a lot of yards after the catch, et cetera, et cetera. Now the Colts go into this thing in the offseason saying, hey, we need some help at the wide receiver position through the draft and with veterans. Is this an automatic Michael Pittman do whatever you have to do to re-sign him to the Colts? I think so. You know, I, I do think a franchise tag might come first to buy you some more time, give you more negotiating window through July when that deadline comes for franchise tag players, because it might be hard to get done, you know, in the next six weeks, basically two months, uh, you know, until free agency kicks off. So I, I do. Uh, I, but it's interesting, though. I mean, he's a very, very good player. Production through the roof pretty much every year, you know, an 100 target, near 100 catch type of guy, near 1,000 yards, but really took that step forward this year. Um, but I'm with you. you. You have a lot of pieces there, a lot of ancillary, um, you know, you, you know, receiving options. I like the rookie year from Josh Downs. Mm-hmm. You do see, I think, more of Alec Pierce. I think with Anthony Richardson, a much better fit as that downfield guy. Um, you know, I think that'll work great with a guy who has a cannon attached to his right shoulder. So, But, but I still would look to add more there. Um, and maybe just adding a, maybe even a number one receiver um, early in this class could, could make everybody you know, have more opportunity, more space to operate with. Um, I, I view that as a priority as well. That's Brad Spielberger, NFL, NFL salary cap analyst, pro football focus with us here tonight on The Last Word. Jeffrey Gorman, I'm Matt Taylor, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, let's go to the playoffs, Brad. Great weekend. This is one of the best sports weekends of the year. we got four divisional round games in the NFL playoffs. Every single division minus the NFC East is represented. I'm just going to tee it up for you, Brad. Which game this weekend are you most looking forward to? It is a great slate. I think they're all going to be fun. I mean, how can you not answer? I know it's been a weird year for both of them, but how can your answer not be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs playing their first road playoff game Mm -hmm. um, of Mahomes' career, heading to Buffalo for a rematch? They lost by a field goal at home. Um, Obviously, all the controversy – uh, you know, manufactured controversy of the Chiefs just not liking the rules of the sport. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, 
I think it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating matchup. These teams do not look the same as they did then. You got Rasul Douglas coming in, the number one corner in Buffalo. They obviously had a bunch of injuries this past week. So anyway, like there's just a lot of storylines there, a lot of narratives. But all of these games, I mean, the, the young upshots and Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud are also playing as, as good a football as anyone in the NFL. Um, I, I can't wait for all four of you. Come on, Brad, go back, be honest with us. Who'd you like coming out last year? Had a bevy of quarterbacks in the top of the NFL draft. Did you see C.J. Stroud kind of lapping the field as far as production goes? Not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm never afraid to be honest with you. Uh, I had Bryce Young. So, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm wrong uh, I guess Carolina was wrong too, and, and a lot of the league was wrong. Oh, we all were. Uh, he was my number one. Yeah, I guess so. He, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I'm never afraid to admit it. No one knows how to scout quarterbacks, even the guys getting paid millions to do it. So, you know, who am I, who am I to be, have too much pride uh, to admit that I was wrong there? Yeah, I just I saw more creativity outside of structure and a lot of the things we talk about in today's NFL. I just saw more of that in Bryce Young's college tape. But no, credit to TJ Stroud, truly one of the best rookie seasons for a quarterback in the history of this league. Brad Spielberger knows everything about the NFL. Again, at PFF underscore Brad, follow him. I'm just give me some good news. Packers, 49ers, uh, big spread, yada, yada. Can Green Bay go up there and actually win this game with a hot Jordan Love? You know, I know they've been kind of bullied by the Niners in years past. This matchup has really given them some trouble. But, but I think the interesting thing here, you know, the, the offensive line they had this year is not as talented as it has been in years past. Obviously, Trent Williams might still be the best O-lineman in the NFL. But you lose Mike McGlinchey, who can run uh, on, on the right side at tackle. Um, and, and that was a big, you know, focal point for their offense in these matchups in particular is running the ball off tackle putting these, these linebackers in conflict in Green Bay and then throwing over the top of them when they bite on play action and, and really just attacking the middle of the field um, and those second-level defenders. And, you know, they go out, they, they use a first-round pick on Quay Walker. He's been coming along a little bit slowly but has all the talent in the world. I think it will not be as you know ugly of a game um, as this Packers-Niners matchup has been in years past. I, I think Niners are going to win, yeah. but I hear you. It's a big spread, um, <laughs> and I think it should be a good game. Brad Spielberger with us, NFL NFL salary cap analyst from Pro Football Focus here on The Last Word tonight. Final one from me, Brad. Jeffrey and I have this friendly wager, and the loser has to buy lunch, all right? So keep that in mind. So I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to find out who you like more here, myself or Jeffrey. That's that's an easy question right there <laughs> on the surface, Brad. Jeez. Come on now. All right, so I took the Ravens. Jeffrey took the field in terms of winning the Super Bowl. Which side of that bet are you on going into this weekend? So I do think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. I think they've proven that throughout the course of the entire year. Uh, there's no question about it. They, they match up so well on both sides of the ball. We're probably going to get some Mark Andrews, if not this week. If they survive for the championship round, he will come back and is the, you know, the number one option in that passing game. Yeah. It's tough to pass up the entire field, though. I'm um, not trying to pick favorites here. I would say <laughs> Come this, on now. Either side, either side, I would offer like a, like a sandwich, not a steak dinner. There's a lot of risk uh, cooked in for both of you. But, um, you know what? I'll go. I'll go with the field. I hate to do it, but I'll go with the field. That away. Yeah. Thanks, Spielberg. Appreciate right. it. That's nice. That's the way to roll. I'm going to go with the same thing. Brad Spielberg, NFL savant. Let's just call him that. <laughs> Why don't we just do that? Our NFL savant. Before I let you go, can I just ask, if there's any player on a roster in the NFL, are you that guy that I can say, hey, here's a fourth rounder from two years ago that's still on you know, the Steelers roster. Do you know who he is, where he went to school, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, absolutely he does. I'm going to answer that question for you, Brad. The answer is hell yes. Well, then I'm I'm playing a game with you next time, and we're going to have prizes available for Spielberger. You want to? I want to do something like that. Dig into rosters and find out about guys that are mid-level players, but that that you know just like the back of your hand. 
I, I don't want to put myself on the spot because I'm sure you bring up one and get it wrong. I, I do think I'm probably in the 99th percentile of that trivia-style game uh, where I think I could probably I, – I, I really do. And now that I said that, I know I'm going to get the first one we do this wrong. Hey, um, we, got a, we got a long offseason. I'm going to put something together for charity. It's like beat Spielberg or yeah, something Spielberg. like that. Yeah, Spielberg. It's like a fourth-round draft pick yeah. or NASCAR driver. Yeah, the NFL crossover grids. I, I got tired of doing them. I, it just wasn't really a challenge. So wow. Incredible. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Incredible. Love to have smart people on this show that make me and you look even smarter, Matt. Hey, yeah. appreciate the time, Brad. We're going to talk to you the offseason. We're going to play some trivia with you as well and get ready for the 2024 season. So appreciate the time, man. Thank you guys so much. Sounds great. Hey, we all get smarter when Brad comes around. When we come back, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding some of the remaining playoff teams looking to make some history this weekend. We're also going to talk some NFL playoffs and debate if NFL games on Peacock are here to stay. Matt Taylor is not happy about Peacock. Maybe you can oh. steam a little. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. There's You've a... been teeing off on these guys okay, with JMV yeah. as well. Okay, I get it. Right, yeah. Hey, let's talk about it after this. This is the last <laughs> word. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. We now return to the off-season home of the Colts, The Last Word, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. That's right. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Right here at The Last Word, make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. Last Word also brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, official super center of the Indianapolis Colts, proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Time now for the Forum Credit Union. Question of the week three of the eight remaining teams in the NFL playoffs have never won a Super Bowl. This is going to be pretty easy, Matey, because if you've got diehard NFL fans, which basically everyone is, you're going to yeah. know that the Lions, I'm going to give you the first one, one of the three teams that are left, the Lions, being born in the Detroit area, Matey, I know that for a fact, <laughs> never won a Super Bowl. Yep. I think I know this. The Bills. Oh, gosh. Um, and then the other one that's still alive that has never played in a Super Bowl, that would be your Houston Texans. That's right. And we can also go back to the Oiler days when those guys were there. Never never won so, a Super Bowl. Here's so. a fun fact for you. So you, you talked about the Lions. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl. Sure. The Lions have never played in a Super Bowl. And you can say the same thing about the Texans. Sure. The Texans, Jeffrey, have never appeared in an AFC championship game. Really? Yeah. The well, Texans. they've only been around since 2002, but if they win coming up this weekend, it'll be the first appearance for them in an AFC championship game. And everybody, including myself, of course, we all picked the Texans to win the AFC South this yeah. year, right, A Matt? lot of people around here would be throwing up. <laughs> no way, but hey, tip of the hat to them. Hey, visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section at Colts.com. Interact with other fans online. You can post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Matey, I know we got a bet going on this thing. As far as I got the field, you got the Ravens. We got some things. <laughs> Any playoff takeaway so far that interests you? Uh, like uh, talk with Brad. I mean, every team or every division, I should say, is represented outside of the NFC East, which had two of the best teams going into the playoffs. The Cowboys and Eagles uh, both axed. Um, so that's interesting. The average margin of victory in the wild card round was 17 points. That what? was kind of yuck. You only had really one. Say that again. One good game. The average margin of victory in the uh, wild card round 17 points. Yeah, gone. Three score games, which is the antithesis of what the NFL regular season is. Just right. Blowouts. When you have all of these, yeah, you have. 
fourth quarter games that come down to the final four minutes, so all of that stuff. Uh, we know about Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be playing his first playoff road game this Sunday. Shocking. The Fifteen Ch- times, right? The Chiefs are going to be looking to eliminate the Bills for the third time in the last four years in the playoffs. Mahomes has never played a game on the road in the playoffs. They've yeah. always been at home or in the Super Bowl. And shocking. It's amazing. Absolutely. Anyway, hey, we're going to find out what happens. Now, listen to this. Last Saturday night's first ever streamed NFL playoff game between the Dolphins and Chiefs became the most streamed event in U.S. history with 23 million viewers. Maytay, we talk about this off-air a lot, yep. and you guys that listen to 93.5, 107.5 know that JMB hates it as Peacock as well. <laughs> but all they're doing is there's an opportunity to grab some extra dollars and say, hey, we got a playoff thing here, a big platter of pasta and shrimp. Go ahead and eat it. It's only $9.99. Well, the NFL got exactly what they wanted from Peacock, and so did NBC, who owns Peacock, right? The NFL got a... A very good ratings number that's comparable to a Saturday night playoff game audience if it were on TV. And NBC got millions of new subscribers to Peacock that came for football that are going to stay for the rest of the streaming library that's, by all accounts, pretty good. So you're going to see this. It's here to stay. I mean, I don't know if the NFL wants to put more than one playoff game on on Peacock, but you're going to see at least one because of everything that we just described. They can't remove too many games from over-the-air TV because they know that over-the-air TV is a bigger audience, and it's basically a a three-hour infomercial for the sport. Um, But uh, listen, I know some people were freaking out because they couldn't find the game. They don't know how to download Peacock. They don't know what a smart TV is. Um, So there's going to be some growing pains with this model, but it's here to stay with the like it or not that's it and it's gonna be it's it's going to become part of your sports viewing language if if you if you build it they will come and if you build it they will come and pay money i mean that's how it works in the nfl no doubt it is the biggest dog on the block don't forget texans at the ravens packers at 49ers bucks at lions and chiefs at bills the nfl playoffs we love them we got some stories to go over this offseason mate so like i said sports and entertainment you ready i'm ready it's going to be a long offseason unfortunately we were all not ready for it to, to get here so fast but uh, we, we fill in the gaps by doing our best on this show. All right, next Friday, same time, same channel. Don't forget, coming up here next, Pacer coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Pacers taking on Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin <laughs> in Portland to see if they can get one on the Twin Towers. That's right here on 93.5. Big game tonight. 107.5 The Fan. Ooh.